piece, your vocal cords are shot. You're gonna need to be off the mic for at least three to four months. was denied a bank loan the human torch was denied a bank loan how you feeling peach i feel good i sound great <laughs> yeah unfortunately it's gonna be another three to four months um uh, no it's not yeah another three to four months no that's incorrect i will be speaking and talking immediately <laughs> great three to four months one day later welcome everybody to court cousins episode 32 my name is Kyle. I'm joined, as always, by my cousin, my co-host, Jason the Peach. We've got a fantastic show today, Peach. As always, we're going to check in with each other. We love each other. We're cousins for the Chuma Are You OKK check-in. Then Peach will run down the recent games and talk about what I learned. Uh, we're going to have some conspiracy theories thrown in there about one bull bull. We've got a very exciting segment of Cousins Court with Al and Anthony from the Ozone stopping by, so don't miss that. We'll then, of course, go into social media roundup a little later in the show. See how you like that. And, of course, our bets for Court Cousins Championship. You better not leave after that, though, because then it's the large ending to finish it off. So but, large. So large. you got to check it out. But before we get any into any of that hijinks, we do have to shout out all of our All-Stars and Second Cousins tier on our Patreon. Please give it up for Raphael Perez, Breadhead, Wally Akbar, Al, Bernie Pichet, Matthew Bell, Dan Young, Gloria and Damien, Yachty, Connor, and the Polish Wonder. Here come the magic. It's a great announcer voice, Fish. I think, you know, if it ever doesn't work calling. out with yeah. the facilities management stuff, I know you're on a good track with that right now, doing big things, but I don't know. I feel like, yeah. Yeah. I'm you're going to have to revisit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at least I'm around the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as we do every month, if you're on the Patreon for even just five bucks for that tier, helping us to meet some of our goals, improving the show, you're already entered in to win a jersey contest, a jersey every single month. And this month's jersey contest winner is a new Patreon, Mr. TV. Congratulations, sir. Mm. Mr. TV has been dropping into our live streams when we're watching the games. Uh, we've also been doing some wrap-ups. We're kind of mm -hmm. kind of expanding the game a little. It's fun. Yeah, we're trying to interact with people in more spaces because we know maybe this long-form podcast style isn't what everyone loves. And Maybe you're enjoying a live stream. So if you do, make sure you're subscribing and checking that out. You know, the subscriptions are really helpful. We're on the march right now to 1,000 subscribers, which is huge for us because it will, you know, make you have to watch the ad that you're going to click through after five seconds. But we'll get like two cents, and that's big, and that's something. So yeah. it'll help. When people are giving their opinion, it's called their two cents for a reason. It does matter. So There you go. And, you know, it doesn't cost you anything to please click that subscribe, click that like. 
And we've got a little extra incentive for you as we're getting into the beginning of this basketball season now. We're well into it. We've been doing a prize pack giveaway every single episode. And the feature of that prize pack has always been 34 cards curated by none other than the card master himself, Jason Lapiche. I like to make sure I get a swath of cards from all 34 seasons of the Orlando Magic, and that's why there are 34 cards in every pack. Not only cards this time, though, Peach. No. We've got an international prize here. My parents just got back from Medellin, Colombia, and while they were there in a store, they noticed this Orlando Magic cap which Peach and I had never really seen this design. We're not sure if it's legit or just a really good knockoff, but it's a sick hat. It's got all the bells and whistles to it. And so this too can be yours along with the 34 cards. And all you have to do is click that subscribe and drop any comment on this video. Any part of the video that you're enjoying, drop a comment, leave your take. We'd love to interact with you. Sound good, Peach? Sounds great. That's pretty easy, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure of the validity of that hat. It has a New Era sticker on it. but It looks good. You know what? It's a good-looking hat. It's sick. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of wanted to keep it, but, you know, we got it. We, we, we're, we're, we're men of the people. We so got we, enough hats. Yeah. We, do, we only have the one, and you never wear hats. I know. I've, I've gone since I got the curls. You know, You're I got to let the curls it. flow, baby. Anyways. All right. So now let's get going, Peach. I'm I'm curious to see how you're doing. I know it's been a little stressful at work, mm. but how are you doing for the Chuma R-E-O-K-K check-in right now? Well, I'm cutting that out of my check-in. Okay. I decided to hit you with a little bit of the good, the bad, and the ugly here ah. in uh, this graphic that I have created. Uh, for the good, starting up in the uh, upper right there with uh, the salute to Veterans Day. It's Veterans mm. Day as we record this. Uh, special shout-out to everyone who's who's ever done that thank you for your service uh yes thank you very much that's something i would have wanted to do i mean if obviously if stuff came to the shores i'll, I'll get in on it but to, it takes a special breed of human being to do Definitely. that kind of stuff a selfless human that. so I, we thank you all for for doing that and that's that's great so of course that's the good it's fact great and awesome mm -hmm. uh the bad is i'm gonna put you're not sure what way I'm going to go here. No, I think I know which way you're going. <laughs> okay, the bad is going to be Chumo Kiki with the ball on offense because uh, he looks confused here, as he usually does. <laughs> but at least he's not shooting one of those weird one-handed shots. But uh, it's the Chumo OKK check-in, so he needs to be a part of this. Yeah, you're just <laughs> really trying state. to pry it in. <laughs> and then the ugly is the new city jersey from the Orlando Magic, which I was astounded to realize through a lot of magic Twitter that there's some people actually like it. Yeah. I'm confused, but we can uh, get into that more. We'll later talk about when that we later. Talk about city jerseys. But for me, that's the ugly. Well, I'm, but going on right now. I, I love this piece, but I'm, I still want to know how you're doing though. Well, this I, affects me. Okay. These, these, <laughs> yeah. these things affects me because. So you're feeling grateful for I the veterans. Grateful for the veterans. Okay. I, I'm, I'm disappointed in, in the play from Chumo Kiki. Okay. And I'm disgusted at the, the <laughs> okay. new city jersey because you, you know how much I love jerseys. Yes. And this one is just, I won't buy it. I yeah. wouldn't want a free one. We'll talk, we'll talk about that later. We're going to, we're going to okay. get there. All, All right. right. How are you doing? Well. I have Achuma going into the paint against the Boston Celtics here. He's coming against Grant Williams and Marcus Smart, trying to pass out of a difficult situation, it looks like. And I chose this because, not that I'm in any difficult situations lately, I'm actually feeling pretty good with where I'm at just generally, 
But I've been navigating a bunch of relationships right now, and that's kind of where Chuma is. He's navigating these relationships, if you will, here with Grant Williams and Marcus Smart. Uh, nav- navigating rela- professional relationships at school. I feel like we're finally turning a corner in the classroom. I'm feeling a little bit better about my relationships with some of the young people who are trying to challenge the authority. You know, that's what young people do. They try to challenge. They they actually want those boundaries. They want to know that you care. I think I've proven that to my students now, and they're starting to get on board. Took a little longer than most times, but that's relationships going well. You know, always navigating the relationship with the lady. You know, I'm an only child, as are you. I don't know if you're like this, but I am. Sometimes I just want to get my way. I just want to be alone. I just want to do my own thing. I'm very easily, I'm one that's very easily independent, and I don't need anyone else around. But the lady, she comes from a big family. So if any of you out there, maybe you're similar to one of us, she's constantly wants to be around people and getting that, you know, stimulation from others. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not always that way. So, you know, I, sometimes I'd like to retreat, but in a relationship, you can't do that, ladies and gentlemen. You, I got to sacrifice something. So mm-hmm. I'm navigating that, that relationship as well. And now the folks are home and that's another relationship. I'm happy that they're back and happy that they're here. And, you know, always building the relationship with you where, like, doing this thing, which makes it a working relationship, and we have a, a family relationship. So a lot of relationships that I'm really focused in on and mm. trying to make sure that I'm pouring that water on. So go back to your metaphor from last time. So we're growing a nice ah, a nice plant. Right. Yeah. Well, it seems like you're, you're doing better than Chuma, probably. <laughs> oh, man. At least in the stats department. Well, yeah. yeah we'll, Less we'll turnovers. Talk. Maybe you'll talk about that in your <laughs> What I Learned. So let's get right into that. We want to start the show with a little rundown of, of where we've been recently. So in what I learned, Tish, P, Tish, Pish becomes the teacher, and he tells us what he learned. And what did you learn, Pish? All right. Well, going to keep it abbreviated because okay. we've got a big show. we got a lot of show. Stay tuned for Alan Anthony and, Cor- and Cousins Court coming soon. Uh, all in six games here. So at, the first one was at Dallas, a 114-105 to 105 loss. Uh, the biggest thing I learned in this game is Luca is bitch. Luca is bitch. Unbelievable the amount of complaining this guy does. It is embarrassing. It, uh, yeah, I, I want to really like him because his game is arguably maybe one of the yeah. better players on the planet. Mm-hmm. But man, the way he whines for calls like a petulant child, as you said, yeah. uh, is just not becoming of a superstar or somebody you'd want your kid to emulate. So he needs to have a little bit more respect for the game and what's going on around him and, and stop that crap. Um, the Dallas dance team put in a nice effort. Okay. But the championship is still held by the Atlanta dance squad. Okay. And spoiler alert, the next game against OKC, a 116 to 108 loss. Their dance team didn't bring it on nearly the same level either. So the Atlanta dance team still in the lead, if you're keeping track of the best dance team in the NBA standings that I've been creating. Which we they know you are. We, you all have a, a some type of tracker on your refrigerator. But this, so these next three games are all going to be highlighted by the term, what the fuck, really? <laughs> so we lost to OKC, and I was like, what the fuck, Really? Like, yeah. we all felt like that, right? That's yep. a very low point. I think at this point, for me, it's been the low point of the season where I was like, wow, we can't even go into OKC and get a win. Like, this is a team that we should easily handle and just couldn't. Yeah. And you saw that come out from the community. And I'm usually one of the first ones to be like, all right, man, I grabbed my relax sign. Right. But I was I was like, man, I know it's still early, but that was uh, 
we don't get to look at many games and go, that's a win. But like, that was one where I'm like, that's a win. Like there's a few games on the schedule that you're kind of like, we need to win some of these games because we're not always going to win games like against Golden State, we thought. Yeah. So in the very next game, a 130 to 129 win over Golden State. And I say to you, what the fuck? Really? <laughs> like, so like, unbelievable. All that low point that we just had. We're yeah. back. We just beat the defending NBA champions. Played a great game. Everyone was contributing. I mean, I'm, yeah. It, it, highs and lows it's so confusing but it came at a good time when like it was everyone was teetering on a low point and now now all of a sudden everybody was back <laughs> so then it's a sacramento game that we lost in overtime 126 to 123 mm. we are you gonna say it or should i say it <laughs> go ahead what the fuck really exactly what the fuck really the lead was just pissed away with a shit third quarter this is a game we should have had as another one of those games you look at and go, this needs to be a win, especially mm -hmm. when you know how well we played and the fact that we were up 20 at one point. Yeah. And that's... pissed that completely away. There's a lot of weird moves made in this. We'll talk about that stuff later in the show. But it's it, it was very concerning that we couldn't get this dub. Um, and the buzzer beater at the end, it is what it is. That's, 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 that's not the point. Yeah. Deer and Fox became just a god in like the fourth quarter and overtime for some reason after being dormant for most of the game but um they did what they had to do to get the win sacramento should probably not be taken as lightly as they are so then for the next game this game i'm calling my social media game it's uh -huh. the one against houston the bonus social media round we up. lost 134 to 127 i'm wondering where the defense is with the with the way the score laid out but the reason i'm calling this a social media game is i had to work this night i did not watch the game but of course the score was spoiled for me and everything was spoiled for me so i said you know what i'm going to embrace this i'm going to go into twitter and see what the people told me about the game and that's going to be what i learned so i've pulled some tweets from this evening uh that i found of interest pure magic program suggests can we get one challenge one time oh i know this is something that we've been Sore spot. Looking for. Um, be Magic or Be Gone suggests no cap. Wembenyana is going to look great in a Magic jersey. So he's already packed That's the in. low point. That's where people were. <laughs> yep. Uh, Andy's Magic Minute checks in and says, nine threes by Houston. Are you kidding me? Can we please defend? I heard numerous things about the, the lack of defense on the three-point line, which has been a problem for us this year. Yes. And it's amazing because this is a team that played very good defense last year, very good team defense. It was the strength of our team. Yes. When we could win games, that was a big part of it. And this year, it doesn't seem to be there. A lot of these scores are higher. Every score I've given you so far, both teams have scored in the hundreds. That's bananas. Like, that's mm -hmm. totally different than what we had last year. Orlando Magic HQ says, so many mistakes, turnovers, fouling, and leaving shooters wide open. Effort defensively has been really, really bad. Yeah. And we're going to hear more from them later, but that's a great comment. Rashard chimes in with Mo Bamba earning his spot back because apparently Mo Bamba played well in this game. Yeah, it was one of a few bright spots, I guess. I mean, everyone call it that. He plays well once every five or six games, so yeah. I guess he was due, and, and I happen to miss this one, so he's still in my doghouse. Yeah, so it'll, <laughs> it'll be 10 games for you. Uh, Big Al suggests... I know it's only been 11 games, but this front office better do everything possible in the next few years to make this team a contender before Paulo gets tired of losing and decides to leave. Tonight was unacceptable. Agreed. Yeah. And then Adam Papa Giorgio, 
right? Mm-hmm. You good on that? All I right. think so. I like this guy. He tweets a lot. Yeah. Uh, he writes, who boy, who boy is mostly earning that tank paycheck today? Rockets are so bad, we almost still came out on on them despite leaving them wide open on threes all night. Uh, yeah. I mean, if they're shooting that many open threes and we're still somewhat in the game, that's not a great look for Houston. Well, t- another one of our up-and-down players, T. Ross, had a torch fourth quarter, and that was the only reason we got close. But, I mean, man, it was ugly. Uh, it was a T. Ugly. Ross game as well, I yeah. see. Uh, and then Banchero chimes in with Paulo had two back-to-back 30-point games that resulted in losses. He doesn't deserve this shit. So, you know, it's obviously the community always gets a little down. I mean, that's what people do on Twitter. I, I do it myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of jawing, and you say these things, and then other people chime in, and you get a conversation going. But you can kind of get a feel for the way people were feeling after that Houston game and during that Houston game where things seemed like they got a little off the rails. This was another game that you'd think you'd look at the schedule and go, this needs to be a dub. Yeah. Right? And oh, I, definitely. And if I this to- more than the OKC, I would say. if I, I told say. you that Jabari Smith is going to score that little and Paulo's going to score 30 and we're somehow not going to win, you wouldn't believe me. Probably not, although Jalen Green is the guy there. That's who I would be concerned with. And Shangun looks like what we thought he might be. He's a very good player. Well, so you thought he might be. Well, I thought I he might be. Yeah, I, I wanted him for the Magic, but he went earlier, you know? Right. So we, he didn't fall to us in that second round. I think that we would have had to move it up. But, yeah, that that was a troubling, troubling loss because our depth is, is damn good. And you would think that we would overcome a team like Houston, but – they were wide open, and to their credit, they knocked them down. I think they shot like 50% from three. So yeah, it's tough that's to be something. the team that's shooting at that level. Yeah, that's something. But they were wide open for those looks, as you know, a bunch of your uh, check-ins let us know. I think Andy's Magic Minute said. Hmm. Yep. And then the, the last game was Dallas 94-84. to 80. Seven, a win for us, an ugly win. Mm. The early start time game, we went live with that game, so that was always fun yep. to talk to people during the game. No Paulo for this one. The injury bug of the Orlando Magic has finally caught up with their young rook. <laughs> oh, After geez. two 30-point games, it was too much for some part of his body, so they <laughs> say, and therefore he was out. Yeah, But uh, the Magic still found a way to get a win. If you didn't see this game, I recommend you don't go see this game because it was very ugly. Yeah, uh, it was a lot of turnovers and just kind of sloppy play. Luca didn't even look like Luca. So if you're interested in watching him cook, he did not in the fourth quarter, which is a big part of the reason that they could not come back. They scored 13 points in the fourth quarter. Now, that's that's weak. Yeah, but uh, you know, just keeping it simple. Uh, uh, what I what I learned is is what I you know it's there's there's ups and downs here that are very strange to me. The some of the games we should have. One, we didn't, and then we pull off a win against Golden State in Dallas. So it's like it it's really tough to tell, but the, the main point is is that we're in these games. Yes. You know, we're close. Yes. So when you're close in games and you're missing a lot of guys, you have to believe that when those guys come back, they're going to make that five, six, seven, eight, even ten point gap difference. So I still feel pretty positive after this series of six games. It was a little up and down, but these team needs to learn how to play in these tight games, and they're getting that. We're getting a lot of experience at it. right now, right? And I'm fine with that because yeah. I'd rather them get better at them and be ready in the future for when their games will matter more in the playoffs. I think that's what's been so difficult for me, and based on what we're seeing in the Magic Twitter and Instagram social media community, is 
I have an expectation that we'll be in all of these games. You know, all of our really good players from last year, Franz, Wendell, even Jalen, Chuma, like all these guys have had time to now continue to progress. And now we have a rookie in Paulo who it looks like a superstar, mm -hmm. who looks like a guy can drop back-to-back 30-point -back games. Bull Bull has been an apparition out of nowhere. So it gives me the feeling that no matter the opponent, we can win this game tonight. Right. You know, if we play a good defense and our guys have a good night, Paul has a good night, Franz has a good night scoring, we can beat any team now. Sure. Which makes it really difficult when we put up L's to OKC and Houston, teams that you're really feeling very confident against. Right. When I'm going into the Dallas game, I'm thinking, all right, this is going to be good. And then we pull out a win. We did beat Golden State. Golden State is all sorts of messed up, though, this year. So I don't know how much stock to put in that victory. It doesn't really feel like that victory against the defending champions even though it they are that even though they are that i mean they're they're at the bottom of the western conference standing so it's been an interesting year i'm just hoping that we get a little bit more consistency and a little bit more up instead of this roller coaster ride that we've been on because i'm gonna start graying out soon all right i think it's just their the magic are gonna do it to me peach <laughs> well i mean i think your point is well taken about we're in any game and i think that the people at amway are uh, Amway really enjoy the fact that now tickets to any game are available because we're in every game. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's all you can ask. That it's is all you can ask. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, Peach, for uh, you know dropping some knowledge there and what I learned. And now it's time. <laughs> and now knowledge it's dropped. time. Yeah, just <laughs> drop things on your microphone. Thank you, Peach. <laughs> it all started with University of Bridgeport Purple Knights legend Manute Bowl. 10-year NBA vet and an example of a supreme human being. The only NBA player to retire with more blocks than points. Now comes along Bull. According to names.org, Bull means best or next god. Hashtag next god up. Next god up. Bowl is number two in the league in points per scoring attempt, behind only Grant Williams, and ahead of guys like, I don't know, Nikola Jokic? Bowl's shot chart looks like Orange County, rogue oranges everywhere. This guy can make buckets from anywhere. Next got up. Next got up. Bowl is number six in the league in effective field goal percentage. And number two in field goal percentage overall ahead of guys like the whole damn league everybody the next le god le up next god's strides are 10 times regular human strides next god up bowl is top 10 percent in the league at making his and one opportunities was it 11 percent and did i round You'll never know. Next got up. His 23 blocks this season are best for third in the league. The man has arms like towers with defense systems like they had in the medieval days, you know, with like archers and some of that hot oil that they'd pour on your heads if you were trying to attack. You know, you know what I mean. Next got hats are 15 times the size of regular human hats. Next got up. Next got up. Bowl Bowl, the NBA's newest big man unicorn, or demigod sent to lead us into intergalactic battle. Time will tell. Kyle's conspiracy theories. Out. And 
that's what Manute was doing with his social activism in Sudan. He was actually laying the groundwork for an inter-global defense system and uniting the world. And Next God is going to lead that team. Hashtag Next God Up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and now a very special treat. We are beyond excited, Peach, mm. to be welcoming to the show Ozone Podcast. We got Alan Anthony in the building. Can we have a button for applause? I, I do. There it is. Yeah, let's go. Oh, that is amazing. Yeah, here we go. Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome. There's a huge studio audience over here. You can't see them there. That is great. Al we, Al, we need upgrades, man. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> well, it's it's great having you in. I mean, we've been listening to you guys for years now. The Ozone Podcast, Orlando Magic HQ on social media, orlandomagichq.com. You guys do articles. You're active all the time. Do amazing interviews. Mm -hmm. Make sure to check them out if you haven't. And yeah, I get most of my news from you guys at this point. Like it's it's oh, you. Amazing. I mean, th that's the first thing that pops up on my social media is whatever you guys are reporting. So thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, the graphics. Who's doing the graphics? Both. Both of you doing the graphics? And it looks like Anthony slightly disagrees. <laughs> nah, Al, Al, he's way more busier than I am. So. Well, you you're all that's very talented. Thing. You make some really sexy images that give me all the magic news that I need. Mm. <laughs> but like we do with any guest who comes on the show, we, we care about you. And so we need to know, how are you gentlemen doing for the Chuma Are You OKK check-in? I'm doing OKK. So I'm going to start off with mine first. Okay. The image that I selected is an image of Chuma pointing. Now, what's amazing about this picture is that you don't know what he's pointing at. So I feel like we're connected because I am really excited. Two reasons why I'm excited. First one, I survived a hurricane, so that's exciting, right? Great. Can we do another round of applause? There it is. is it, yeah, it. Let's come on. Way to go. Great. And then the other reason is because I feel like he's pointing at Markel Fultz. Oh. Like, it's all, like it's almost time. Like it's almost time. So I'm excited that I'm not only a hurricane survivor, two hurricane survivor, mm. but also because Markel is, from what Markel is saying, not from the team, but from what Markel is saying, is that we are just three, four weeks away from, I don't know, you know, having a point guard like the rest of the NBA, mm. right? Wow, that'd be fun. <laughs> that'd be great. Your lips to God's ears. Also, I, th I thought it was a pretty easy to beat Hurricanes considering how they do in college football these days. But uh, maybe Ooh, I'm that's a good that. one. Uh, Peach, we have a lot of freaking Miami fans down there. You watch your tongue, man. <laughs> just got beat by FSU, though. Come on, it balances out. Got to have more yeah, FSU. All right, so Al, how you doing today, sir, for the Chuma Are You OKK check-in? Man, so I am doing OKK as well. My picture's a little bit different. I got a, a very happy-looking Chuma Okiki, which does OKK, sorry, which doesn't happen too often, right? You don't see Chuma smiling out there on the court uh, very often. But you know what, guys? In my case, I'm doing OKK because I'm with you guys here tonight. We, we've had this coming for a long, long time. Indeed. It's finally happening. I also survived a hurricane twice. I also know Markel is coming. So when you add everything that Anthony's feeling plus what I'm feeling, I look like this Chumao Kiki right here. All right. Well, welcome to Connecticut, fellas. I'm just happy that our guys are, you know, yeah. surviving, doing okay, okay down there. And we're really pumped to have you on the show. There's a lot to be optimistic for, a lot to look forward to. There's some things ahead in the courtroom right now, Peach. Mm. Yeah. I think we need to take this to the law. Yes. The 
cousin's court demands that we show up and appeal and do all the other court words, <laughs> the things we're about to do. All right, so we're let's go to the cousin's court. Right. Silence in the court. Cousin's court is now in session. Bailiff, what is the first case before us, sir? Thank you, Your Honor. Uh, first case is directed at the Orlando Magic front office, <laughs> who did not renew R.J. Hampton's fourth-year option at $4.2 million, with the projected salary cap room next year possibly being about $55 million. So the question is, is the Weltham front office guilty of negligence in the case of R.J. Hampton? Your arguments? Not guilty. Hmm. This is my reasons why. So coming from a R.J. Hampton fan, kind of, not really. I was more of a fan before he came to the Magic. Mm. He was a player that I wanted to draft. Here's my thing. is It's crazy how in the beginning of the season, we were talking about, man, the Magic have way too many guards. Mm. Now the Magic have no guards. <laughs> and yet we're not playing R.J. Hampton. So there's obviously a disconnect somewhere. But the feeling has always been that R.J. Hampton was always that he was outside. Like, he was not the one that's inside. He's the one that it just didn't fully fit. So when you go down the lines of the guards, you kind of know what it is that they do. What's their niche? I feel like R.J. Hampton doesn't have that niche. I feel like his niche is just speed. The issue with R.J. Hampton is that you got to do something after you get down to the court. So... He needs to be able to find that one thing. I, if there's one thing that I wish R.J. Hampton would be able to do, so I wish he was a little more aggressive. I don't know. Hard somebody, foul somebody really hard. Maybe take some charges. I don't know. But there has to be something outside of the speed to be able to do that. Now, you could argue he's not all that expensive. At the same time, how many draft picks do the Orlando Magic have coming up? How many? Your point is this taken. Is, Your point is taken, defense. This player is someone that we he took the initiative of joining the summer league to work on his ball handling, which was a terrible experience. I feel like he learned nothing from it. What are we doing now? Now it's a perfect opportunity for him to be able to utilize what he learned in the summer league. And it's really not it's really not that. It's it's not happening. What I feel like is RJ Hampton is the Mobamba to Coach Clifford. That's what I feel like. Bailiff, Ooh. bailiff, settle down. I know you're getting excited by that point. I'm Thank not you. Comment, Judge. We will have order in this court. Uh, defense, is, is that your argument, sir? Are, are we ready for the pros prosecution to begin? Yes, proceed. <laughs> Listen. Wait, is that your line or my line? No, that's okay. good. That's good. Thank you. You're, you're a great uh, lawyer. Thank you very much, sir. Continue prosecution. Well, how dare you? <laughs> Listen, R.J. Hampton has done nothing but be a world-class citizen as a member of the Orlando Magic. This front office has failed him every step of the way. When you think about the fact that he's been played at point guard, knowing very well this kid is 6'7 now, 6'6, he is a shooting guard, which, by the way, let me give you some numbers. He is shooting this season. 48% from the field, 50% from three-point range, 93% from the free-throw line, while only turning the ball over once per game. And some way, somehow, he is losing minutes every single game that passes. 
Mm. I, I don't have to do any more talking. Just explain to me how this front office is helping RJ Hampton grow, giving him a fair chance when we need guard play. But most importantly, we need shooting and scoring, which he can do so well, or at least he's doing so in limited minutes. Mm. Two oh, tremendous right. arguments. I'm would you so like a cross-examination there, yes, uh, defense? To. I'm so glad that we had limited limited minutes and you were able to bring data out of nowhere. It's great that you have statistics. <laughs> Here's a statistic. <laughs> He's losing his position over Kevin Harris. This is true. What? And I'm surprised what? my bailiff didn't fall asleep during the statistics. Are you okay, bailiff? <laughs> Love facts. It's amazing. So not, not only is he losing his minutes to, Ke- to Kevin Harris, but at the same time, who is he benefit when he is on the floor? What is the one player that's on the floor with him that's also benefiting from him being on the floor? Who is he? Who is he adding value to? Is it Franz? Is it Wendell? Okay. Who is he making better? As as someone that's supposed to be the ball handler, as someone that's supposed to be the 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 playmaker when he's on the floor because everyone else is injured. Who is he making better on that floor? Hmm. Is it the team? Who is it? Hmm. Coach Moss? the question? Yes, I'm asking you. I'll tell you right now. You know who's making him? He's making better the entire team. When you think about the fact that he is shooting 50% from three-point range, who else is shooting that in this team? Who else is a threat from three-point range in the Orlando Magic right now? Yeah, that's, many, that's many, with crickets. Yeah. <laughs> how, many, <laughs> how many minutes is he playing now? But that's the problem. The question was, is the front office failing R.J. Hampton? Hmm. They are, because he is doing better than last year. He is improving. He's earning minutes by the way he's playing. His only issue in the past was the game was too slow for him, if that's even possible. Hmm. Well, he is fixing that. He's not turning the ball over. He's playing within himself. And doing the right things, it seems like, uh, as a teammate, as a player out there on the court, he's scoring sh- and, and making three-point shots. So why is he not playing? Doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I, I've said this myself. I think there's something more to the story. And if you're defending the front office, please tell us what what's happening inside the locker room because there's going to be more to the story than just he's not performing well because the numbers back him up. Yeah, I think it's because he fired Mike Miller. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Well, Mike Miller is not on trial. Objection, sir. Objection, defense. Stand down, please. Uh, some fantastic arguments here from both the defense and the prosecution, Bailiff. I heard a lot of things that made sense to me. The defense, um, Sir Anthony, <laughs> the lack of aggression that we see, uh, the guard-like Mobamba energy that the Bailiff was very excited about when, when that point came up, and the lack of ball handling certainly do help your client in understanding why they may have decided to not renew this contract. However, the prosecution, uh, Sir Al, you also make some fantastic points that he wasn't put really in a position to succeed. He's been asking, he's been asked to be a point guard when truly he's a two. And that's what we all know. And he is our best shooter. So why isn't he getting the minutes? Hmm. In this case, I must look into my heart and rule with the lightning of Little Elm. And the prosecution, Al, on this one. It's 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 only fair. We 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 need shooting, and and we have our best shooter who isn't getting minutes. Now, is there some type of conspiracy or something going on behind the scenes with your client, Sir Anthony? 
You cannot tell us right now. Or you can. Do you, is there anything going on? Do you know? Do you have insider information, Anthony? I have no idea, but if there's a way for me to file for retrial, that that would be nice. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll see you when Mike Miller's on trial in, in a couple weeks here. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> All right. So was that was your official ruling? That's my official ruling. All right. I think it's fair. Yeah, I think that the Wellham front office, I was really surprised by the move, especially considering how much money we have coming up. I mean, I know $55 million, we're going to pick up guys' options, so it won't truly be that. But you figure we could have cut it out for one more year of R.J. Hampton just to see. We need guard play right now. Yeah. I think he works well off Apollo. He works well in open space. He can get to the three-point line, knock it down. He's well, been playing he's, tenaciously. Okay, he's 50% from the three-point line. How many is that, though? Yeah, he's on like five shots. Because I feel like it's not many. Yeah, no, it's not. Like, but it's really, it's really the bull, the Bulls pick as well as our pick coming in this draft. Mm-hmm. I just, you're not, you're not going to draft another forward, right? You're yeah. Draft another guard. It's we need space happen. on the future roster. We definitely future, need space. So. That makes sense. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. But you know, Al still won that case. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like for a moment you were going to change your mind. For a I, moment, small moment. I, well, ever since I talked to R.J. Hampton's grandfather, I have a soft spot. So uh, I was, I was, I to be that. truthful, I was biased, and I should have probably been removed from the bench on this Unbelievable. one. Unbelievable! I'm sorry, you know. Your Honor, do I have to take you out you're of here? Talking I mean, too much. No, you're talking too much. <laughs> I will. Our second case, Your Honor, mm-hmm. is that the Orlando Magic are currently three and nine as of the recording. Yes, we're well aware. Thank you, Bella. Some tough losses in there. And Coach Mosley is definitely in the hot seat from fans and pundits alike. So is he guilty of causing our early season losses? Gentlemen. He is not guilty. And the reasons why is I'm going to use probably the most common excuse I can possibly think of. Injuries. What other NBA coach in the NBA would have a successful team with losing five of their key players now some of those players may not be key however for my argument we're going to say that they are and that holds value (laughs) (laughs) my only my only drawback of coach most is that he is stuck in this world of zone that i wish that he would leave far far away from outside of the zone and also some very very questionable lineups the the ozone if you will yeah, there you go. That's what you did there. <laughs> yes. Outside of that, what else is he supposed to do when he has very, very limited um, players to pick from? I don't blame him for experimenting with lineups. He's still trying to figure it out. This is only his second season. I will say that he looks way more confident with his bad decision makings than he was last year. So confidence is there, which I think is a very important skill for a coach to have. Mm. But Injuries, experimentation, I think are very important reasons to remember. Now, if this is the same conversation that we're having two months from now, once we have the Calvary joining the team back, then that would be another thing. But one of the biggest mistakes that we did with Aaron Gordon very early on in his career, I'll even say Alfred Payton, maybe yes, maybe no, is the fact that they have had so many coaches and they were unable to really connect and work well with a continued and consistent system if you think about you know firing coach most who is from what it sounds like very respected amongst his his players that they look like they want to fight for him there was a moment where i can't remember the player 
I want to say it was Jalen Suggs. Was it Jalen Suggs? Maybe not. Maybe yes. That he got a really uh, big steal right in front of him, and he it looked like he was getting ready to tackle him, applaud him. You can tell that there's a respect there. You can tell that there's a love there. They want to play for him. I think that it's very difficult to, to judge Coach Most so early on into the season knowing that he doesn't have a full, healthy roster. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Valid points, defense. Valid points, defense. Uh, prosecution, you have the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a lame excuse, right? Injuries. I get it. But let's talk about a few different things with Coach Mosley so far this season that just don't make sense. Let's start with rotations. What is going on? Why do we have guys like Kevin Harris playing again over guys like RJ Hampton, who you've been developing for the last couple of years? Doesn't make too much sense to me. You got Mo Bamba getting DNPs. We just re-signed this guy to a new contract. So why are you benching him? What's the point in that? Are we leaving shooters wide open on purpose? Mm. Because it seems like every team that we play, look at the replay. They're just wide open. But wait, we spent the whole training camp supposedly working on defense. That's the heart of our team. Wait, it's not adding up. By the way, did you guys see us play in preseason? Mm. We looked amazing. The offense was flowing. We were averaging easily 24, 26 assists per game. All of a sudden, we can't move the ball. It's either Paolo handles the ball or Franz handles the ball. That's not what we saw early in the season, not even what we saw last year. The team, the dynamic on offense, is that being held back on purpose? I don't know. What about the fact that we're not challenging plays? There's some weird foul calls in some key moments oh, of the game. Oh, bailiff, games. silence in the court. Sorry, Your Honor. Continue, sir. See, I, I'm connecting here with the audience. Those challenges, key moments of the games, and we're refusing to use them. They go unused for the whole game. What's the point in that? My final point. The Magic are not practicing. They're not even holding shoot-arounds. What team in the NBA can afford to do that? The Magic, out of all people, need to be out there shooting and practicing to get better. Teams Why preparing for a hurricane. Uh, silence. During a hurricane. You had your chance, defense. It was not during the hurricane. It's happened since the first game of the season. They've held three practices and I think like two shoot-arounds. I'm sorry to say this, but I love Coach mostly, but there's some weird behaviors going on. Dare I say, tanking? Oh, no, we no, had, that will not be allowed in this courtroom. Al, that will not be allowed in this courtroom. I'm sorry, uh, defense, would you like to say a word? Yeah, we, we had two hurricanes to prepare for, Al. Not one, two. <laughs> Too. So I don't know. Maybe they were preparing for this one and the other one, right? Maybe. No. And I will say that didn't Coach Moses recently have a very successful challenge in the last game? Did he not? Successful. One in twelve one, games that we've played. One important one. It was a very very good one that he could have easily passed up, and he didn't. He called it, and it was successful. That's my argument. All right. Well. Listen. Would you all like I a word there? Is this. All I can say is this. We all know the Sun defense sucks, yet some way, somehow, he keeps rolling it out there when we are coming back into games, finally taking the lead, and all of a sudden, we go back to being down 10 again. Once again, dare I say, tanking? Mm. I don't know. Mm. Okay. The kids call it mm. sus, I believe, Your Honor. 
Thanks for always keeping me trendy, bailiff. You got well, it. I heard some fantastic arguments, gentlemen, on the, both the defense and the prosecution side. Um, we had the prosecution bringing up some very valid points there, Al. The the assist numbers dropping, the turnovers continuing to be an issue, not guarding the three-point line, just continuing to rear its ugly head. We've had some questionable rotations, some questionable DNPs. Yeah, and um, yeah, just overall those challenges, while we did win that recent one, have been, as the kids say, they're a little sus at times. Now, Anthony on the defense side, also some fantastic points. What do we expect of this man? He is a human of flesh and blood, just like us. How can he be hobbling together this very injured roster? He's doing the best he can. And he undoubtedly has the confidence of the players. We see this all the time. He's well-respected throughout the league. However, I can't completely rule with either of you. Defense, what? your 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 client is on probation, and I want to see him back here in 120 days, sir. Wow. That's on bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good tempt. <laughs> Get that man out of my courtroom. I mean, it sounds like he's disqualified, and I I win. <laughs> yeah, that's how law works. <laughs> it's it's been tough. I mean, Jamal's been catching some heat on on Twitter land. What do you think, Peach? Is that is that fair? What's, what's I mean, yeah, they both made the points. We're all kind of juggling when we're looking at this and being like, what's going on? I, you could legit take these arguments and go either way. And because we try to stay positive here, we, you know, obviously right. looking at those and trying to lean into that and realize that the injuries is a lot to overcome, mm -hmm. but it is still weird that zone defense, man, just blows my mind. And the lack of using the challenges is just seems strange. And like, I'm for Mo Bamba not playing, by the way, I think that's a better move, but I'm the, I, the moves and the people he puts on the court sometime, we're looking for a bucket and there's nobody out there that's going to get us one. And it's like, you can't do that for more than five minutes in an NBA game because they're going to yeah. score 10 or 15 and we're going to be behind. So it needs to, he needs to have a little more regularity. It's, it's definitely odd regularity. But, you know, it's tough for this man to get regularity though, with, with all the injuries that we've had. I mean, we talked about it on one of our live streams re recently, Moritz goes down or end of the preseason. Well, before that Gary tears his meniscus, what just a few weeks out from the season. Then, yeah. Fultz is walking around eating donuts, stubs the toe, broken toe. Then Moritz gets an ankle, last preseason game. And now it's just been a continuous domino effect. Now we've got Cole out. I mean, that's a gargantuan task to try to get any type of consistency going. It is. And, and he, that's, he's that's why he's going to get that slack cut for him. Yeah. And because he has the respect of not only his current players, but his ex-players. Anybody who's Man. ever been a player for Coach Moe's always goes over and addresses him after the game. And that speaks volumes. Yeah, and the biggest thing is that the point guard is supposed to be an extension of the head coach, and he just doesn't he doesn't have that. We don't have he can only he can only ask so much from Jalen Suggs. Point Franz is a really cool name. Point Paulo is an even cooler name, but it's just not going to get the job done. You need to be able to have your point guard. And Cole Anthony is amazing. I love him, but it's just different when you know you're going to have a player like Markel Fultz. If you bring Markel Fultz in, give them time to kind of get things going. And again, if you're having the same conversation by all-star break and these guys are back and finally integrated, then it's a different conversation. But as Agreed. of right now, you really don't know. Yeah. Have Beautiful. you met uh, Point Ball? <laughs> <laughs> oh, point, point guard by committee by yeah. committee is not the way in. No. For nobody. Agreed. It's not preferred.
Point ball. Cousins Court is back in session. We have the Honorable Peach presiding. Ladies and gentlemen of the court, the Magic last year had 446 man games lost. That was 110 more than the next team. We're number one again this year with 63 man games missed this year. The case. Is the medical staff guilty of a cover-up? All right. I got excited there for a second because we were number one in a category, but let's go ahead and start with the... Uh... So let's start with uh, let's start with the defense on this one. Listen, the Orlando Magic medical staff has been purposely trying to hold us back. We know what we got. We know this team can take us places. We know we can make the play in easily. Heck, Markel Full said it. Fourth seed. Fourth seed, Your Honor. I heard him. But you know what's happening? They're being controlled by this front office of the Magic saying, you cannot clear this, guys. You just can't. Markel Fultz, just as you mentioned earlier, eating a donut, his baby stepped on his toe, and now all of a sudden he's out. It's been a month already, and now we're hearing another month to come. Can we confirm those were donuts? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was actually a Boston cream donut from Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, Oh, that was real? Um, Those are good. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Gotta try it. I love Boston Crips. Number two, Gary Harris. Where is this man? He's on the bench looking fly as hell every single game. But why is he not on the court? He got hurt two months ago. We have not seen him play just yet. Not even doing five on five yet. Medical team, what's going on? Hmm. I mean, I'm going to just cut right to the chase. Jonathan Isaac. Oh. Oh. Who? I've, exactly. No. I've seen plenty of NBA injuries, torn ACLs, recover in a year, year and a half. Heck, setback included, two years. This man is going on three years, which, by the way, last year he kept telling us, I'm ready. I can play by Christmas. Actually, I could play now. Mm-mm. We didn't see him all year long. I get it. A little setback at the end. But wait, he didn't play at all that year. Even now, he is saying, if it was up to me, I could be out there playing. Some way, somehow, mm-hmm. he's not clear to play. Mm-hmm. And let's actually bring up Fultz once again, who just today was announced by the great Kobe Price. He would play if it's up to him. But no, 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 no. Mm. That toe mm, doesn't look too, too well just yet. Let's actually keep you on the bench a little longer, not playing. I'm so sorry to say this, but the Orlando Magic medical staff... Once again, I'm going to say this. It's helping the tank and taking control of the tank and not letting go. Hmm. Interesting. Perhaps we'll have to put Jonathan Isaac on trial, whether he was lying about being ready or not. That's a separate case. The prosecution, go. So are we blaming the front office or are we blaming the medical staff? What would be the point for the medical staff to say, no, he's not ready yet because we really want, you know, win bananas. Like what would be what would be the point? Why would they say those things? If anything, they've learned from their mistakes of rushing players, Jonathan Isaac in the bubble, and bringing players in before they are ready to then get re-injured. If anything, 
they're doing what they can to protect the players. Now, I may be saying these things. I may be like genuinely agreeing with them or genuinely not agreeing with them. You would never know because, you know, I'm 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 on the opposite side. Very professional. He's that good. Yes, He's very professional. Absolutely. Yes. But what I what I will say is they're not the ones out there breaking breaking ankles and and messing up knees and and it's not like they door dash Boston cream donuts over to Markel Fultz's house for him to bust his toe open. Yeah, that's Spencer Dinwiddie. He's doing that. Mm. Yes, yes, that is fact. Right? They did a scan last week, two weeks ago, for Markel Fultz. It came out negative. It's not their fault. Their job is to be able to report the information that they have and the information that they have to report was the fact that he was not fully healed. Now, if they would have lied, right, let's say that they want the Orlando Magic to tank. Like, let's say that that's your real focus. Wouldn't it make more sense to say that they're ready to play when they're not so that they would get re-injured and the tank could last longer? Mm. Right? Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Made more sense in my books. So if they're really trying to tank, then they would have hit the green button to make everyone active. Let's get Gary Harris active. Interesting. Let's get Brother Wagner active. Let's get Jonathan Isaac back. Let's make it a party. Bring Markel Fultz back. Coy Anthony, you're good, man. Good. Play. Paolo Bancaro, you got a messed up ankle. Ah, you'll be all right. And you don't even need ankle braces. Hmm. Yeah. Extend the tank. That's an interesting take on this. Uh, a retort. You know what the problem is, though? He cannot stay healthy. And that can definitely be blamed on the medical staff. Mm. We've seen Cole Anthony come back. He's back on the bench hurt again. We've seen Gary Harris back. He's back injured again. Oh. We've seen Markel come back. He's back injured again. Oh. We've seen Jalen Suggs come back. He cannot stay healthy for more than three games. E. So I get your point, but there's an issue here too. They are coming back from injury, and they're getting injured again. So which one is it? Mm. Are they being held back on purpose, or are they being thrown out there to help us tank, but yeah, they're still getting hurt? So no matter what, there's an issue going on. By the way, the biggest case of them all, if you like conspiracy theories, which I guess you guys like in this show. There, we, we know someone. We case, definitely know someone. The case of Jalen sucks. This man literally breaks an ankle, and he's ready to go in two days. Can you explain that to me? Doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I feel like breaking an ankle is a little bit of an exaggeration. Like a like a <laughs> tiny bit of an exaggeration. If anything, these very hardworking people didn't have the tools and resources to be able to do their job until this season when they got a multi-million dollar training facility to be able to conduct the appropriate practices to ensure that this health and these processes are finally being done correctly. Not only... Not only that they've had like maybe three or four different head trainers. So it just so happens that all these different trainers are all in the same conspiracy, that they mm-hmm. want the magic to tank, that they're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. If, if you're talking about conspiracy, then that must be the real conspiracy that they're all being fired mm-hmm. after a couple of years. Your Honor, would you like me to get the expert witness, uh, Kyle's like, conspiracy like theories? To, I'm, he, I like may be able to grab front him. office more. No, that guy's a bit of a kook. I don't yeah. know about that guy. All right, uh, gentlemen, I'm ready to rule. You both, you give me a lot to think about here. This is uh, some takes that I had not thought of. So you really made me think. And I really liked thinking about how fly Gary Harris looks on the sideline mm. because, unfortunately, he looks good over there. But I'd really rather see him in a jersey. In the corners, Your Honor. But let's be honest. There's got to be something going on, right? Doesn't there? I mean, 
there's way too many shady dealings with guys getting a turned ankle and not coming back. And I don't know, maybe I'm old fashioned. But back in the day, guys would turn an ankle and maybe miss a game or two. But it seems like when the Orlando Magic guy turns an ankle, he could be out for a month. And that's not a joke. That's a legit I'm sorry, thing I'm saying. I'm sorry. But the fact that the list of people is so long that you can mention almost everyone, you have to wonder if this sending guys out before they're ready and having them get hurt is part of the tank. Why aren't they doing that? Aren't they doing that? Because it seems like everyone that comes back out ends up getting hurt again. Only a few guys on our team are solid and don't seem to get hurt. And now that Wendell has those beautiful goggles on, his retina is not scratched every other game. <laughs> but honestly, I, I've seen this been going on for quite a while. And while both arguments are quite compelling, I have to say that I feel like something is up, and I think that the staff is guilty. I'm not sure exactly what, <laughs> but, but there's some shady dealings going on. And I think that the Advent Health Center, who is not a sponsor, but could be, <laughs> might be involved somehow with and a little payola to keep some people shut and keep, keep some mouth shut and figure things out. So I think we need to do some extensive research to figure out what's going on in there. All right. I think they are, I think they are very honest, hardworking people. They probably don't get paid <laughs> enough. I just Googled it. They only get paid about 56000 a year. So oh, they right. maybe oh. if they get a raise, maybe they'll do better. Well, maybe. maybe they are getting a raise in this payola, and that's why, because they, they don't make a lot of money. But if they're making an extra twenty or twenty five grand on the side to stay quiet, oh. they're doing it. There you go. Super conspiracy. Mm. Uh, I'm sick. I'm sick of my stomach talking about injuries right now. I need, I need to get out of here, Your Honor. Yeah, I mean, it does suck that it has to always come up, but it can't not. It's a part of the narrative. If you're going to write a narrative about the Orlando Magic for probably even the last five years, it's going to be in there. So, mm -hmm. And right now it seems more prevalent because our expectations were higher, and they're not there, and we still feel like that could be the reason why we're not. And we don't really have any way of knowing until they come back, if they do. Will we ever know? I think the real conspiracy is that America runs on Duncan and Markel Fultz can't run eating a Boston cream donut. That's what I, think. <laughs> I suspect that Boston, the Boston Celtics are up to doing some evil tricks, as Boston is known to do. <laughs> yeah, they're involved here. Well, ladies and gentlemen of the courtroom, thank you so much for coming. Make sure, before you leave the courtroom, check out the Ozone Pod, mm. OrlandoMagicHQ.com, and on all so social media. It's been fantastic having two tremendous lawyers in this courtroom. Thank you so much, Al and Anthony. It's been great, guys. Yeah, you guys didn't just set the bar. You raised the bar after passing the bar, being great lawyers here today. But I, I'm going to just say one thing. Two great lawyers, one great lawyer. This guy <laughs> lost, lost two cases and got one tie somewhere somehow. So one great lawyer. Wow. I just want to take a moment that to say that you guys are I mean, even though I'm getting bashed right now, I absolutely love the stuff that you guys are doing. You guys are awesome and amazing. Oh, thanks, and man. I want to rematch. So we're gonna to have to okay. redo right. this. And next time I'm picking the ones that I am arguing. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Al, you're 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 blasting Anthony. He did the nice guy thing. Yeah, he, he, did. he took the opposite of I whatever did. you wanted. You decide. Just yeah, a... you know. I don't know. <laughs> I did. All right. Guys. I came with notebooks and, and data and stats and even had the voice. I didn't prepare it's, my voice. It's called Google, guys. Google.com. <laughs> Amazing website. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Peace. See you. 
Thanks right. again to Al and Anthony for stopping in. That was a good time. A lot of laughs. We really appreciate everything they've done in support of our show. Tremendous guys. Make sure to go out, show them some love. Uh, Ozone Podcast, Orlando Magic HQ. Thank you, Al and Anthony. And now, oh, sorry about that, Peach. Oh, I was just saying thanks. So oh, you kind of said it for both of us. Yeah, I'm sorry. I stepped on it's you a little it's bit there. And now, something that we normally do at the top of the show. Let us know what you think about this. Peach and I are having a little bit of a marital dispute on this one. <laughs> I love social media rather. But you know what? You're 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 a good partner, Peach, because you agreed to try this in a different spot. Sure. We're trying social media now, social media roundup now at the end of the show. And uh, we've got some interesting posts here. The first thing that we need to talk about, though, Peach, is the dropping of the 2022-2023 NBA City Edition uniforms. We've got the whole roster here in this clip, but um, let's let's talk about ours first, and then maybe we can do some highlights and lowlights from around the league. Is that okay, Peach? All right, as long right. as you're ready to have us in the lowlights. All right, so... Here, you know, we have our jersey here. It has kind of just this font, and it has what we thought was dragon scales in gray, but it's supposed to be chain mail. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing is we're protecting the kingdom. Sure. And now Orlando is the kingdom. We're protecting it. We're going with a medieval vibe, very fitting from Kyle's conspiracy theories. I guess they may have watched that segment as well. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're knights now. And we're protecting things, and we've got swords, I guess, a helmet maybe. And dark blue, apparently. That's yeah. now one of our colors. Yeah. People flipped out when we added orange. <clears throat> yeah. Yet somehow navy blue is fine with black, which anyone in fashion can tell you are two colors that don't go together. I've always thought that, yeah. They, it just looks too dark to me. Like, I don't, yeah. it doesn't pop at all. No. I mean, especially when <clears throat> you look at our jersey in the entire shot. Of all the other jerseys, it's just looks black. It's very dark, and yeah, as I said, it, it nothing on it pops. If we had the piping in our normal kind of more royal blue, that right. kind of lighter blue, I might be more behind this a little bit. And it would help. And the Orlando outlined in that lighter, more traditional blue of ours. Yeah, it would help. I think I could get behind it. I don't hate the font. I don't hate the idea of the chain mail behind the pinstripes. Yeah, but. When you have that font on the front and yet still ignore it for the number, uh, what are you doing? That number is our same space-age number that we all kind of don't really like that much that's on our current jerseys. If you're really changing it up, change the number too. You know, yeah. put it into the theme of what you're doing. But, like, these are just a swing and a miss. Like, that that navy blue just doesn't go with the black, and it's just this is a waste, a waste of fabric. It was a waste of time to make it. Actually, a lot of these City Edition jerseys are like that, just a waste of time. I don't know why they bothered to make a lot of these. Capitalism, baby. Um, you know, I, I love jerseys, and I love oh, to yeah. see new jerseys when they come out, but these were just mostly disappointing. There's only about three or four of these league-wide that I would rock. Well, now, okay, so the jersey, the top of the kit is one thing, but you're you're a big, you're a whole kit type of guy. Oh, yeah. And shorts can sway you. Well, if, if there's a good pair of shorts, that might tie the whole thing together for you. Sure. Are you sold on these? Well, they're okay. Yeah. But again, they're not the right color. Like, mm. they're just navy blue. Like, they're not, I can throw those on and they're not going to match any of the rest of my Orlando Magic stuff because it's the wrong color. I'm not going to buy the whole 
garbage jersey and all the other stuff just to match this one set of shorts. Like, if someone gave me a pair of the shorts, I'd rock them. Oh, yeah. They're decent. Well, it's, Christmas it's is coming up. Attempt, but the jersey, I don't want anything to do with it. it but, but that's fine in a way yeah. because, look, I already need to get the good one they made this year, the blue statement one. Yeah, I like that one. Like, I like that one. So yeah. I already need to get that. So I don't need yeah. another one to get as well. So thanks for the break, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they from, to break from my pocket. Someone designed this. Someone got in. They had meetings. There's a concept to it. Mind. There's a concept to it. I just don't, I don't really there. equate... I mean, so Go are we way. really going that hard on the Magic Kingdom? And is Disney cool with that? Is that why? So oh, we're the Magic Kingdom. So we're protecting. They really went hard with that kingdom aspect. And tying it into that, I guess that's kind of cool maybe. I, it just doesn't seem quite on brand. And they're, the tangent, I don't know, it doesn't It doesn't I'm, hit for me. I'm okay with the Disney Kingdom tie-in. Do it. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Just this ain't it. Like, yeah. it's almost like they're like, what if we just gave them a little teaser of this kingdom thing? And it's like, hey, just do it if you're going to do it, right? Because yeah. it's a city jersey. So go for it, you know? Right. When, they, when they went for it the first time, they went gray with orange. I mean, it stunk, but they went for it. They just said, hey, throw everything you know about magic jerseys out the window. We're doing this. They should do that with this because we have a lot of jerseys that are like, like each other or sort of similar yeah and this one just fits into that mold and it's like not in a good way that's an interesting point like if you're gonna try a completely new design concept make it completely new you know having having the number and some of the similarities mm -hmm. with the black like do a completely different color scheme right or try to work it in somehow get get some of stuff's colors in there let's get something, some yeah let's get some green That'd in there something weird i'm down for that some of the teams tried that that's the yeah. thing is when you see other teams trying it it gives you that same effect that like you know when you see mo bamba play well and you're like why can't you do this all the time and it's like yeah some of these jerseys are hit and it's like okay why couldn't you have the same designers care about every jersey or like get involved i mean i don't like portland's jersey because they went with their airport <laughs> Oh my God! Thing, and then their airport carpet, which should not be the theme for a jersey, but if that's the way you want to go, because your airport is the coolest thing in your city, that's fine. <laughs> but like, at least they just went for it. Like they kind of mimic their old, you know, diagonal stripe they used to have in old jerseys, and just put the carpet on there. I mean, there's something to it. You know, some teams just reverse the colors, like Miami went with the one they had before and just went white. And Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets, same trash jersey, but this time, hey, it's white, everybody. But yeah. at least there's something there with some of these teams. Like Atlanta went with the peach theme. It's nice. Detroit went with a throwback based on a gymnasium. And, and Dallas's jersey is the best jersey that Dallas will probably wear all season. That's a nice That's a nice jersey. I like that. I like that a lot. I don't, I'm trying to think <clears throat> of what would be my favorite here. I, I like the New Orleans one. That's not trying anything new, but it's their color scheme. Right. It looks pretty similar, but I do like it. I like the Spurs and how the that Spurs pops. Spurs is nice. Um, I, I got to pick me up a clit Jersey, um, <laughs> man, I, I look, <laughs> this is another one, bro. Yeah. It's like, I get that that's your airport code, but like it's CLT, man. <laughs> it's like a dirty word, bro. You can't with put the, that on the front of your Jersey with the stripe going right between oh, the L, the L and the T. <laughs> unbelievable. I feel like they know what they were doing. The internet is going crazy with this. I found I saw someone um, commenting, "I'm gonna like get a custom jersey and put found it on the back." Right. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. 
<laughs> Makes more sense than writing that on the front of your jersey. I think I like the Thunders the best or Atlanta's. Well, I like that this might be the Thunder's best jersey ever. Yeah. Because it's gray, and Thunder comes from clouds that are gray. So this is the first attempt they've ever really made to rep their Thunder. Makes sense. I like the Milwaukee one. Maybe I'm a little bit of a homer on that. Yeah, you're one, a little but, bit of a homer on but that. But it's 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 got some something going on on it. It's and fun. and I like that Detroit, you talked about that a moment ago, just kind of blew up their color scheme and they went to this. I don't know if they've ever had a green jersey back in the day day. Maybe on St. But Paris I day. like that it's just completely right. – New and they went. It, for it's it. interesting. I like the font. I, I like the color scheme, the color together, right. the the piping on the side looks yeah. cool. So I'm with that jersey. What's your low? Is your low clit? Um. Well, design wise, I don't hate it. It's just the CLT that they're going with that I really hate. Yeah. And what's the one with the flower? You told That's me. That's uh, a Golden State. Yeah, I don't like that at That's all. It's kind of like That's weird. A little yellow flower in there. I mean, the Lakers one is very uninspired. Yes. I mean, some of them are just so bad that they're not in, like Toronto's. I feel like they've had that already. Utah yeah. Jazz is basically just going with a throwback, which I don't hate. No, I, yeah, I'm with that. I mean, that's good. And yeah. I, I like Houston's the same thing. It just looks like their old jersey. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know exactly what's shifted. Maybe the font is slightly different. I'm not a I'm not up on the Houston Rockets jerseys, but I love that. I love that jersey. Cleveland didn't put a lot of effort into their jersey as usual. Their their regular jerseys stink, and this one stinks too. They're going with the land, but in a terrible font that's hard to read and like a sand and. Oh, that's really. the one I couldn't see. Yeah, it's it's just well. Awful. I mean, anything is an upgrade from their jerseys this year. Sadly. I actually really like Sacramento's too. I like the yeah. gray with the purple siding it's and clean. the purple outline. It it looks it looks it's cool. Clean. It looks clean. That's based off the fact that they were going to move to Anaheim at one point ten years ago. Really, and uh, somebody fought to keep them in Sacramento because they were going to get moved down there and called the Royals. Oh, and, uh, they stayed there instead. But it's kind oh, of based cool. on that idea. Nice fact. Good yeah, fact. Yeah, it's fun Asia. to read the facts of why they come up with the jersey. Sometimes it saves them just a hair, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because honestly, the description of the kingdom and stuff all of a sudden makes you go, wait a minute, this terrible yeah. jersey now? You're telling me it's a story that makes this seem good. Yeah. But I'm... it's not. <laughs> but I like the story you're beginning to tell. I'll wait till you get a few pages in. And then maybe okay. Put, maybe all in right. a couple of years, the kingdom jersey will look better. For sure. So what did you think, ladies and gentlemen? What do you think about our Kingdom Edition jersey, our City Edition jersey? Are you pro, against, are you going to grab one or not? And what are your highlights and lowlights from uh, the jerseys across the league? Mm. All right, we, we, did, we did a little bit of this uh, just a moment ago. We put the Orlando Magic medical staff on trial. Mm. But, Peace, you found a couple, a couple other posts that, you wanted to highlight here. Sure did. We got Mr. Jeff Wellgod checking in. Mm -hmm. uh, and got he to. writes, every injured Orlando Magic player is looking healthy AF on the bench. Absolutely 100% true. Now, I, I understand it's easier to look healthy when you're on the bench just popping up and watching the game, you know. Look, but it, it's it's hard to, to stop missing all the times the guys hop up super fast or are helping guys yeah. up off the court. It's like... You want me to believe these guys are injured or not? Because like you're really hurting the case with the uh, the frequency I see them moving here, and then I see all these these uh, videos of them playing in the in this in the practice facility, and they're looking great. And I'm just like, <laughs> when somebody looks great somewhere, and I don't see them playing like within a week, I'm just confused. Yeah. So I'm like beyond confused at this point. Yachty then checks in and says. As I look at the stats, I wonder if Jeff and John truly believe this is the way. 
little bit disrespectful to ask fans to pay good money to go to Amway when the coach decisions and product on the court is this bad. Then to top it, zero update on injured players. Pathetic. Yachty pulling no punches here. <laughs> yeah. Just going for it. I feel like he that was like a post-loss tweet. Like he was like, I'm going to let him have it right but, now. But it's you feel it. Yes. And there's parts of that I think we would all identify with and maybe parts that were like, eh. But it's there. All these things have validity. That's why he can put them in a tweet and we're going to put it on the show because it there's something behind all this, something fishy. You know, as as Judge Peach recommended, we look into this more. Something's up. I I, I I've been a sports fan for a long time. Mm-hmm. Probably, you know, I've been alive forty three years, but probably wasn't paying attention until I was like seven or eight. Right. I have never heard a lack of a injury update by any team in any sport more than this. Now I know people used to crack on the New England Patriots for not giving out their things week to week about who was injured, and then they'd always put people on the doubtful list and stuff, but. You'd get some updates during the week about how people were doing. Yeah. This one, it just seems like, oh, they're always uh, this far away, or oh, they're always this far away. It's like we're perpetually driving towards something that we never get to. Yeah. And at, at a certain point, it's the boy who cried wolf. And I'm like that at this point where I kind of don't believe anything that they're saying. And I wonder if this is part of the deal with Advent, the Advent Health Center. <laughs> is that we'll perpetually have <laughs> give them we'll, clients? We'll give them clients. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, give them, we'll always have injured people for you to look after. I don't think it'd be that hard for them to get somebody to be the face of this, to, you know, come out and say, this is what's going on. Yeah. And just be honest. If you tell me someone's not going to play for two months, I will forget about it. Yeah. But if you tell me they're close and... Hopefully we'll see him soon, and we know how long it takes to come back roughly from certain injuries. We start to question. So just end the questions. Wouldn't you want that? This, this yeah. shouldn't be the narrative around this team. Yeah, I, I feel that. I see both sides of this, but I am getting damn frustrated. I'm getting frustrated with the whole entire conversation, both sides. And I'm just at the point where it's like I'm not even going to – I'm adjusting my expectations. Hmm. I'm, I'm not expecting to see any of these guys necessarily on the court. Sure. And I'm just every game I'm not using I'm I'm done. If you hear me, mm. let me know in the comments, all right? If I use injuries as an excuse at all, let me have it in the comments, please. Because I'm just going to say, you know, this is our team. Wh- whoever's on the floor, this is our team, much like beginning of Dallas game at the beginning of our live stream. Yep. They've just got to win. Like right. they, these guys, this is our team, and they've got to win. We can't continue to hope and pray that someone is going to save us. It's like a victim mentality right. that we've been talked into as Magic fans over the past two years. It's like, woe is me. We've had so many injuries over. The, yeah, I know. But like, at what point? And I think this is kind of what Yadi was getting at. At what point is the onus just on the front office? Say, bring some healthy guys in. We just need guys to play. Can we get some guys? Can we have a roster that is capable of playing basketball for extended periods of time um, and a coach that's like having consistent rotations because we have consistent guys that can play and don't continue to get injured? And so I'm done with it. I'm done with it, Peach. All right. And, And maybe I'll think of some, you know, abbreviation that I can use instead of bring up injuries, I can maybe work this in. And I'm a little late to the party here, but O-Town Magic Memes uh, posted this maybe a few weeks ago. PSA to all parents. Is your child texting about the Orlando Magic? Here are some uh, helpful codes that you can decipher. Mm. BRB actually means 
Bamba rebound, bro. TFW, thankful for Wagner's. POV, Paulo over everything. W2F, where thy faults? OMW, oh my Wendell. NGL, no, Gary's leg. CTA, mm. call the Admiral. I mean, look, if your child's texting about the Orlando Magic, you have to make sure that you do something about it. You need to know what your kids are up to. Yeah. If they're talking about OTAs, it, it had better be about Okiki turnover again. <laughs> I don't know what some of these abbreviations even mean, like TFW. I'm not sure what that is, or CTA, but whatever. I like I like where you went with that. Buses, I think. I like where you went with that. OMG, I'm on my Orlando Magic grind. Okay. Or maybe the OMG is the Orlando Magic GOAT, mm. perhaps. Maybe. LOL. Try to lay off losing, gentlemen. Lay off losing. Lay off LOL. losing. LOL. LOL. Or if you're that really... Could be, that could be followed by LOL, the original. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or if you're really having a good time, you're laughing hard, LMAO, normally. Great leave, band. Yeah. Leave Markel alone, office. That is the front. Wow. And let him play. I think it's time to move to the next one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a lot of show, and we haven't talked much about... Paulo Bancaro. Mm. So this post is from the Six Man Show. They write, this kid is keeping me alive, retweeting a post from NBA on ESPN. Despite the loss, Paulo Bancaro going for 33 points and 15 rebounds in a game. He is the second teenager to do so in NBA history. And, you know, he very much, Paulo has been, one of the huge bright spots mm. that has been giving me life, even in these losses, I'm still very hopeful that we have a guy who is right. looking like he can be a su superstar. Yeah, I, I mean, everybody's really worried that, like, oh, we better start winning or Paulo's going to want to leave. I think Paulo understands when you're drafted number one, you're going to a team that did not win a lot of games. Yeah. I don't think his expectations are we got to win 35 games this year. I think his expectations are let's have a nice season in the league. Maybe I'll be the rookie of the year and take the next steps. He seems like somebody who's bought into what's happening. So I don't think it needs to happen this year or he's going to like boycott the team and not play or pull some of that stuff. He doesn't seem like that kind of young man. So I would worry a little bit less about that. He's, he's out there balling. He's doing his thing. It's bringing other people's games up because they want to play at that level. They want to rise up to that, and it's going to happen. So yeah, from that standpoint, it is a pleasure to watch him. It, it It's not keeping me alive, but it is definitely installing more hope than it was last year um, because there's another piece of this. The flower is growing higher up now with him there and getting it's nice to get it's nice to see ESPN and, you know, Fox Sports and and they're covering our doings you know what yeah. i mean it is noteworthy and mentioned and it's like been so long mm -hmm. since the national media has even breathed word of the orlando magic that it's disgusting honestly yeah and so it's just good to have uh, that door pried open by paulo bancaro and to now, me, he took a crowbar to that bitch yeah. he he definitely got it open i mean i i think we've talked a lot about what he brings to the table he is Clearly, the guy, his usage rate is in the top 5% in the league, um, meaning that on a possession, 
Paulo either ends the possession by a shot, free throws, turning the ball over, or assisting. So he is a focal point of the offense. It's going to be interesting. Oh, wait. I was going to say to see what happens when Marco Fultz comes back, but I just said I'm never going to talk about those people until they're on the court. You're not going to be able to do this. <laughs> I'm trying, man. <laughs> I'm trying out here. I know for a fact he's uh, not because it's something coming up later in the show. <laughs> I want I want to bring some more stats in, Peach. Oh. And I know it's early. so Right just, now? Yeah, right now. Okay. Just to talk about Paulo and just how prolific he is in what he's been doing and getting to the line. I mean, some of his offensive over, you know, he needs to increase his efficiency, his three-point shooting. That's going to continue to get better. But something that he's already top 10%, top 5% in the league is how many of his shot attempts is he fouled on? He's fouled on 18.5% of his shots. Mm. One like pretty much a fifth of his shots, without he's drawing having, a foul without having to whine for the call. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, because he's tough. He's going up yeah. full body, grown man, even though he's only 19 years old, and taking contact. And he's not the type of guy that is just looking for the contact. And I'm going to get fouled, and where the shot goes, it really doesn't matter. He wants to finish the shot. Yeah. He wants the and one. You know, he's in the top 10 percent in that. Um, and you know, so it's it's just very heartening to see what Paulo is doing, and I hope he's playing tonight against the Suns. <laughs> I thought of an inappropriate joke I'm not going to say on the show. So. Okay. Well, off air, maybe for an outtake. Yeah. Do you want to say it now and I'll put it in the outtakes? What you got to get on the Patreon to see? Hey, yeah, Paulo finishes so well, I hope his girlfriend's on birth control. <laughs> <laughs> that should be in the show, man. Right, I don't know. <laughs> That's been Social Media Roundup, ladies and gentlemen, at court underscore cousins. If you see anything out there that you think is interesting, insightful, or just downright hilarious, make our jobs easier. Send us an at, and it'll get on the show. Who knows? And now, it's time that you've all been waiting for the Court Cousins Championship. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have applause. I know, but I want to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, Court Cousins Championship, every episode we do four wagers, eight total wagers, so two episodes of wagers to decide who gets to rock this puppy for the month. Let's run down our bets from last round. So we said 30-point games for Paulo. You set that line at 1.5. I took the under. I doubted. I didn't think he was going to get the 30 points. He got two. Peach won that bet. I got to say, I was amazed at that one. Yeah. Because he only played, if, if I had told you he was only going to play five of those six, you definitely wouldn't right. have taken no, it. So I'm, hey, I'm happy. Pleasantly surprised. I'm happy to lose that one. Yep. Um, I had a big man shit wager, WCJ, to go over, under... 10 rebounds a game. He went under 9.7, which Peach took, so Peach won that one as well. The Bull Bull train train. Did it continue to roll? It did. Bull, does Bull go over 10 and 6 in the stretch of games? I took the over. He averaged 12.7 and 6, so I won that one. But it was the only one I won, Peach, because the Vunder Kid went off. And I set the line at over under 16.5 points per game in the next six games. You took the over. He's been at 20.8. Franz doing his thing. So you again took 3-1, and one, spanking me 6-2 to two in this round of the Court Cousins Championship. And now this beautiful baby. <laughs> I must transfer it over to you, sir. Congratulations. It's good to have you back. It's, it's been a while. Back. It was a long, it was a long cold summer without you. Yeah, 
but it's good to have you back. Uh, much like last season, you had it at the beginning. I took it from you and held it for most of the season, and then you took it at the end for the off season. But this yeah. season, we will we will sustain. Oh, really? Because I'm smarter now. Last season, I made a lot of frivolous bets, not thinking, putting up ideas that really didn't benefit me at all and were just for fun. Okay. No fun I've anymore. I've more strategic now. <laughs> I've come out of the gates with fury, <laughs> as you'll see in the goofy ones that I set you up with this week. But yeah. it's good to be the champ again, as always, and good to have Goldie back on this side of the room. And I'm excited to display it proudly over here. That's cute that you have a name for it. All right, let's 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 get on to these bets. Let's see how strategic you were exactly, Peach, in this set of bets. So in the next six games, we're playing the Suns, the Hornets, the Wolves at Chicago and at Indiana twice. Uh, I'm going to start it off, Peach. Mm -hmm. You have, you know, constantly encouraged me not to bet on Chuma's over in points. Yeah. So now I'm going to make you make a choice. Chuma, in his past six games, is averaging 6.8 points. Will he average seven in this next stretch of games? Yeah, you put this one on here just to make me mad. I That's know. fine, because you're angry that the belt's over here. So <laughs> yeah, I am. I'll let you have this moment. Okay. Um, I'm angry that we're talking about Chuma in points in any way, to be honest. I'd almost rather talk about injuries more. <laughs> um, you know that I'm going to want to take the under on whatever I line do. you set. I know. So you're going to set it in I a weird it very spot low. that benefits you. Yeah. So you're setting it at seven. I mean. There's no way he averages seven over six games. Like, he'll okay. probably have a game where he'll get a double digit in there. Yeah. But he's not going to average more than seven. Damn it. So I, I should have set it lower. the under. All right. All right. Peach is taking the under. What do you have for me, well, Peach? Don't say damn it yet. They haven't played the game. I know, but I just don't <laughs> feel good about it. I was, I, I, I was wondering how low I could go with that. I was thinking about just doing 6.5. Would that have made it any more difficult for you? I will never know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the Magic have stunk in third quarters this year, mm -hmm. like really badly. Yes. Um, but if they play well in the third quarter, we can get Ws. Yep. I see some games that are winnable in this next six-game stretch. I do, too. So I'm setting this line a little higher than I might normally. Will we win at least three Oh, I'm setting the line at 2.5. So it needs for to be three. Wins of three quarters. So it's yeah. either two or three, probably. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be optimistic, Magic fan. I'm going to say over. So going to say over. Okay. Yep. I'm going to say over. I, I think mean, you're in good shape there. I think we could do it in three games easily. We'll see. We'll see. It, it's tough. I mean, we're, there's obviously three winnable games on here the Hornets and Indiana. The Timberwolves, while I thought they're going to be a great team at the beginning of the year, that Rudy Gobert experiment is not going well. Not and, for Cat. Not for Cat, but Anthony Edwards is pissed, too, because he made his money driving in the lane, and now he's got a freaking tower in there taking up the paint. Mm. So he's out of sorts. We, we could see some wins, more wins maybe than we think. We'll see. Okay, uh, here we go. We talked about this in Cousins Court with Alan Anthony Peach. Mm -hmm. RJ's playing time. He's been averaging 16.7 minutes in the last four games he played. Mm -hmm. He also got a did not play. Um, in the games he plays in this stretch, so DMPs won't count against this. They won't count as zero minutes. Will he average 16 minutes played? Gotta say, I'm amazed that he, his average is 16.7. Yeah. Because it feels like less. It has been going down. I don't know, man. It's tough to say. He should. I agree. But that's not the question here. No? It's Will. Yes. Um, I'm going to take the under. 
Wow. Okay. I, Interesting. And I, I'm upset about that. Yeah. I wish it would be more, but I'm just getting a vibe like they're trying to put him on the floor as little as possible. And, yeah. And <laughs> I don't think you're alone in that. I don't feel comfortable betting the over over a six-game stretch on that many minutes per game because I know at some point in there there's going to be a five-minute game. Uh-huh. And that's yep. what worries me, or a DNP. Well, Which, DNPs won't count in this bet. Okay. Well, but, he, but there he did get like an eight-minute game and a seven-minute game well, in the that last stretch. Right? Yeah, bit, but I'll I'll stick with what I said. But okay. that does change a little bit. Well, I said that. I said that, Pish. All right, you're up next. Uh, all right. So, I'm gonna set this one. This is gonna be a fun one. Yeah. We just talked about this as well in the Cousins Court. Yeah. Lies told by the magical medical staff in the next <laughs> two weeks. I'm gonna set the line at four point five. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> How many that. lies? <laughs> We're not doing that because there's no way to prove it yet. <laughs> We've got someone on the inside. But I, I am going to make you, unfortunately, talk about the injury thing again. Just a skosh. Okay. Because I'm going to say Fultz, Isaac, Moritz, Cole, Gary Harris. Total games played by any of them in the next six. I'm setting the line at a hearty 1.5. No, I'm I'm sadly just have to take under immediately. Sweet. No one plays. Yeah, I don't think any of these guys are going to play in the next six games. Yeah, I almost set the line right at 0. 0.5. <laughs> yeah. Because I can no see more. It's just kind of coming back into the fold. That last randomly. game, yeah, one of you those know? indie games or something. Why not? Yeah, I mean, we haven't heard. We have heard <laughs> mum from what's going on with Moritz's ankle. Yeah. We thought it was a sprained ankle. We're so ankle. busy worried about everybody else that right. no one's wondered, like, wait. What? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's why there's so many questions that the, actually the better bet might have been, what is going on with the with the lies? Because yeah. I, I, there's, just just keep it real with me. That's all I want. And I don't think that's too much to ask, Pish. It's not. Because you're an honest man, and for you to ask for honesty, that's it's not a big ask. I give it in return. Yeah. <laughs> right here on the show. Whether I like it or not, I tell it to you. And I'd appreciate the same. <laughs> Well, thanks so much, everybody. We're not quite, don't quite go anywhere yet because the large ending's coming oh, around. Easy. What? Big fella. What happened? I'm just saying, hang in there. Oh, yeah. okay. Tell him to calm down like the horse that's going all wild bronco on it. <laughs> easy, big fella. <laughs> Before we get into our large ending, another shout out to all of our all stars and second cousins. Rafael Perez, Bedhead, Wally Akbar, Al, Bernie Pichet, Matthew Bell, Dan Young, Gloria and Damien, Yadi, Connor, and the Polish Wonder. Mm. If you can, check out the goals we have on Patreon. If you can help us meet them, that would be fantastic. If not, no worries. It doesn't cost anything to like and subscribe on our march to 1,000 subscribers. Mm, the march is on. And also, if you comment on this video and you're already subscribed, you get entered to win that nice hat and... Those 34 cards curated by Peach. Here we go, Peach. Are you ready? I'm prepared. Let me put my belt down for this. Okay. It's, it's heavy. It's heavy. I forgot, okay. I forgot you, don't the need to, you don't need to rub it in, man. It's gone. I'm sad about it. All right. Cue the music. The Grizzlies, Desmond Bain was fined $15,000 for kicking a ball into the stands as he was very angry about them losing. What's the most expensive fine you've ever had, Peach? Uh, hmm. Probably the time I got arrested in Massachusetts, but that's a story. Another day. Oh, <laughs> on the Patreon. <laughs> hey, we're halfway through the football season. Who you got in the Super Bowl? I mean, I gotta go. What's best for the show? Bills Cowboys. Oh, yeah, yeah. My Cowboys idea. versus your Bills. 
that would make for some nice drama. Completely dismissing the undefeated Eagles. No, well, we're ne- I'm never going to put the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? Fair enough. All right. AEW, I know you're a big fan. Max Caster, and I actually saw this with you, came out and he raps before every uh, match that he has. He threw a lot of shade on Kyrie and Brady. Who do you think right now is a sports figure that deserves the most shade? Probably... Can be Kyrie, now. Probably Kyrie. I yeah. Think that's why he's Well, he's getting him. it. He's getting it. Yeah, he's getting it. But he's getting it for some reason. Yeah, I think it's a little overblown at this it point, honestly. It is a honestly. little overblown, but he yeah. definitely could have put... This is like his house was on fire, and like it's not a huge deal. Right. But like he could have put it out. He, he could have had the extinguisher. It was just the oven. Yeah. He could have extinguished it out, but he's like, nah, I'm going to let the bitch burn. I get it. There's a little yeah. bit of free speech in there, and I want to say what yeah. I'm going to do. But it's like, hey, man, just... Uh, just mea culpa. I'm sorry. Just put it out. Yeah. You got Friendsgiving coming up tomorrow mm-hmm. here at the at the house. What's your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? This is it's gotta be I mean I think you do you know I think you should know where I'm going with this. I think I know where you're going. I, it's gotta be grandma's mashed potatoes. Mashed Rest potatoes, in peace, Grams. Sure. Yeah, I mean those yeah. things were buttery and delicious. I'd be interested to know what everyone else's are. Throw them down in the comments. Are you sweet potato people? Where are you at? I'm, it's different per area. Some people put back and cheese. Yeah, that's, no, that's, that's a good one. No, I wasn't, but but it is going to be a part of the Friendsgiving. We talked a lot about injuries on this episode. Sorry, maybe it's the injury episode. What's your most memorable injury, Peach? Have you sustained a lot of injuries? Is one that sticks out in your mind? I haven't had a lot of injuries, but I know I've had a couple of concussions. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm diagnosed. What one was uh, a professional wrestling uh, chair shot gone wrong, <laughs> and the other one was during a football game. And during both of them, I was just in all in all my glory. So yeah. it was totally worth it. <laughs> uh, I got to ask you, uh, as the last question, yeah, what came first to you, chicken or egg? Um, egg. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Dinosaurs laid eggs. Right. And yeah. then the chicken evolved I've, yeah, from the egg. I can't believe we've ever debated this. Yeah. I wanted to get it out here on the show. There's been a lot of debate on this show. Again, thank you, Al and Anthony, for coming by and debating some topics with us. Mm. Let us know how you feel on the issues that we've talked about in the comments. Yeah, are you team chicken or egg? Let's go. <laughs> Make sure to look out and subscribe for our, our live streams coming soon. Check out the recaps. Mm. And uh, we'll see you on episode 33 in a little while. Peace out. Thanks for coming.